Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey, welcome to Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs take the next step in their own business. And as always, we have some great interviewees here. We have the owners of Cornerstone Capital Wealth Management. Say hi, guys. How you doing, Dave? Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> Thanks. And just for the record, uh, what are your guys' names for listeners? Because obviously they're not here in the room with us. Sure. Uh, Joe Ervelina. Rob Meister. All right, and I do need permission to record this. Is that okay with you guys? You got it. <laughs> okay, cool. That's good. All right, cool. So first off, uh, why should our listeners, uh, as entrepreneurs, why should they they listen to you? Well, after being in business for about fifteen years together and all the mistakes we've made, uh, we've kind of figured out how to do it right. <laughs> that, that's good. And um, why don't you guys tell us about your business? Um, what do you guys do? And uh, and if you don't mind, just brag about yourself a little bit. Smack sure. Joe and I met, um, like you said, about 15 years ago or so, and uh, mm-hmm. we were at a large firm. And one of the issues that we ran into is the mentality behind that, grow, 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 get more clients. And we had people in that office that had eight, 9,000 clients, and there's just no way that you can have a relationship um, with that many clients. So in 2007, we built Cornerstone Capital, and actually in order to stay small. Um, we're going to limit our clients to 400 relationships. And um, so that, that's a big difference between the large firms and, and what we're trying to do. And, and we're trying to establish long-term relationships with these clients that we bring on. So um, that's... Yeah. So thanks so much again for sharing that story. So how long have you been in business again? Uh, we started Cornerstone in 2007. 2007? So again, we can do a million things for a living these days. It's 2019. So why be a financial planner, a financial consultant? The strategies is something I've always been interested in and helping people. And I feel after almost 20 years in business and, and looking at my competition that we bring such a value. Nobody's really taken the time to do this correctly. So you know, it's exciting to be part of something that can really, really help people and, and do right by people. Yeah, that's good. Do you want to add anything to that? Well, over the time, we've we've developed a process um, and refined that process in order to help people really put together their financial puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to get to the to some nuggets right away, if you don't mind, for our listeners. So as entrepreneurs, I got to imagine, since you guys have so many clients and you've built the success you've built over the, the last you know years or so, but what is like the number one or two mistake you see entrepreneurs or business owners make? Sure, I'll take that. Um, being an entrepreneur, you know, our minds are all over the place. We're always, you know, moving forward, uh, running around. And, and I think that you feel like everybody thinks that way. So you, you kind of count on your employees having an entrepreneurial mindset, but they really don't. So they need much more direction and, and training. So that's kind of a mistake that uh, I've made in the past was kind of thinking that everybody thinks like me and they don't. <laughs> so you're just assuming that, that, again, that you have the same mindset or, or paradigm shift. Okay, cool. What about you? Well, we see a lot of times business owners, um, the, their priorities is growing the business. And that's their number one priority where they have to 
a lot of times they don't look at their the whole picture as mm-hmm. far as someday I need to retire. Mm-hmm. And heaven forbid what happens if to my family if something happens to me. So those are things that I think a lot of business owners kind of overlook. And typically when we sit down with them and start asking those questions, that, that brings about some conversation. Yeah. So that being said, what are some mistakes you notice they make? Let's say an entrepreneur within their first five years of, of business. What do you think the mistakes they usually make um, that you guys think like, oh, I wish we could solve that a little earlier? <laughs> uh, one of the mistakes I feel um, is partnering up with people. Um, I, I would recommend if you're going to start a business to really do that on your own and, and have the control. Um, you know, you could hire whoever you'd like, but to, to have a partner sometimes that, that doesn't work out too well. Um, not in our case. It's perfect. But uh, And another mistake is committing to bad ideas, uh, especially entrepreneurs. They, they, they have their way that they think they have to do it, and they just keep fighting and doing the same thing over again. You know, the definition of insanity, you know, <laughs> do the same thing over again and expect a different result. But you got to know when you're making a mistake and, and cut it and change directions. Mm, that's good. Did you want to add anything? Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Um, you know, we're all about planning. And I think that's the biggest mistake people make is they really don't have their plan written out well. Um, and like Joe says, a lot of times um, that has to change. So, mm. And what advice would you give to someone starting their own business? First and foremost, don't forget to pay yourself first. Um, that, that is a big mistake. Rob kind of touched on that earlier. Um, they concentrate so much on their business that they forget about other stuff that's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Always. Um, some people have uh, have a hard time paying themselves first, as well. Do you want anything to that? Yeah, that's because they're sinking their money and time into something that's not working. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Time to change, right? So we've asked basically questions about other people, but let me focus real quick on you guys. So again, remind the audience how long you guys been in business. We've been doing what we're doing for for about twenty years together, mm-hmm. and uh, we've owned our own company for twelve. Twelve years. Okay. And so over 12 years, I'm sure you guys have learned some things or two. So what were some of the mistakes that, if you don't mind me asking, that you guys maybe made as, as an entrepreneur for the past 12 years once you guys formed your own company? It's not that we haven't made plenty of mistakes. It's just that I, I don't really look back on them. I always use, you know, not to sound corny, but mistakes are always learning experiences on how to get better. And, it, you know, there's never really been a mistake that hasn't made our business better. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to focus on negative things like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think one of the things that we stress too is with mistakes, take ownership of those mistakes. And again, that's our philosophy is we're going to make it right, whatever we have to do. And that I don't see that so much in um, the way thing, the world's moving today. Yeah. And, you know, for the listeners out there, um, the reason we can't get so specific because there's compliance, you know, compliances with, with financial advisors. So sometimes people are like, well, why aren't they going into details? It's for that reason. So just for our listeners out there, that's why I want to make sure if they're not saying it, I'm going to make sure I say it for them. But what, what is one question you get asked so often by an entrepreneur or a business owner, even if not even your client, but they find out what you do for a living? What is a question? It's actually a two-part question. What is one question you get asked often that you, that you actually, I wouldn't say annoys you, but it's just so often. I actually ask that first. Go ahead. No, that's pretty good. Um, there's two things that happen when we say what we do with people either, yeah, stop talking and run away <laughs> because of the bad experiences they've had in the past with other uh, people in our profession. Uh, and they're, or they want to know like you know, how, to, how to get rich quick. What's the hot stock and this and that. And both are absolutely the wrong ways to go. Yeah. So what's one question that, that you get asked often? Yeah, the hot stock of the day is a big one. Um, a lot of times they also have questions um, 
that they have about an insurance product that they were sold. Is it the right thing? And what we always say is you got to take a step back and find out what the need is. We're not here to sell you anything. We're here to put together a plan, a strategy, and the solution. Mm, That's good. So let's piggyback off what you said right there. What is one question you wish you were asked often uh, for what you do? I don't know. The best question I wish I would get from people is, can you take a look at my stuff and see if I'm on the right path? Yeah. If what I have is working together efficiently and towards a goal. That's good. Do you want to add to that? Um, Just again, like Joe said, bringing the plan together. Uh, We we want to help people. And whether it's a second opinion or just a deconstruct their portfolio, a lot of people have mutual funds and stocks and things they bought over time, but are they working together? Mm -hmm. And to make it clear on what they really own, and also, we look very closely at risk. You know, people talk about returns, but you can't talk about returns without talking about the risk you're taking. And especially today, where the market is at an all-time high again, um, the risk in the market is there. And we want to make sure that we're able to really convey to the clients on that risk and making sure it's adjusted based on um, allowing them to sleep at night. Yeah. So how do you guys calculate that risk? Or how do you, like, is there... Again, I know for compliance, you know, issues, you might want to answer this, but, you know, in a general sense, how do you guys, you know, do the risk and like reward? Like, how do you usually do that for, for newer entrepreneurs? Well, I don't know about for entrepreneurs, but for clients, you know, there's software, you know, we, there's actual software that plugs in and calculates standard deviation, up, down, capture, all that stuff. Hey, really quick. If you love what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review and rate it. It takes 10 seconds, but it means so much to me. Let others know about it. If you know a Western New York entrepreneur who is killing it right now and should be interviewed, please introduce them to me. Again, I want to keep this thing going, so please leave a review and share it on your social media platform of your choice so others know about this. So before you mentioned that um, you wish people would ask you to look at their stuff, now, do you find it usually when you, you're talking to a client, there's usually a wall built up. They're maybe afraid to disclose everything to you because maybe they feel like their portfolio isn't good enough or it's not off the par or maybe there's something that, like, yeah, tell me more about that. Yeah, early off in the career, it was like that a lot. You know, people come in, their statements are upside down, their arms are folded. You know, they really don't want to tell you anything. Um, but the last 10 years or so, you know, all the people that have come in here are trusted referrals and recommendations. So it's they're coming in for help. They want our help. And it's very comfortable and open. Now, I have to admit, in fact, I'll tell a story so I can ask this question the best way possible. When I started interviewing entrepreneurs for this podcast, I was thinking I'm going to get this these great, like almost like juicy secrets that I've never heard before, I've never read before. And I'll be honest with you, I was kind of disappointed because I've noticed that entrepreneurs you know, they just have a huge passion for what they do. And even though there's some great tips and insight to help you get to where you want quicker, in the end, we have to do the work. We have to put in the grind. We have to do the work. We have to take our, our, our lumps, if you will. So that being said, that was my shock factor when I started doing this, you know, doing this uh, as a profession, if you will. So that being said, what was some kind of shock factor or something you were expecting as a financial planner that that, you know, 12 years later or 20 years later being in this business that you're like, yeah, it actually doesn't work like that at all. Or, you know what, I'm actually really shocked about this, that this, you know, maybe that you thought people were this way or, yeah, I'll just leave it pretty open. Actually, putting it like that, you know, starting off, I was pretty young and I always was almost intimidated that people would be so open and friendly. And, you know, every time I would sit down with a family and 
they would be open and friendly, it would it was almost a shock to me. Um, even to this day, it's it's awkward to that people are so willing to talk about very personal stuff like that. Yeah, that's good. What about you? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that we've found over time is that in order for us to do our job, the client has to have a goal, and without that goal, um, we really can't help them. You know, if somebody says, I just want the best returns. Well, that's not who we are. But if you want to have a plan that you're going to be able to retire comfortably and, you know, do everything you want. And again, having forbid something happens that your family's taken care of. That's what we do. Yeah. So, so the shock factor for you is sometimes people just, they kind of have a too vague of a goal. They're kind of like, it's kind of like, I want to start a business. Oh, doing what? I don't know. I just want to start a business. It's like, well, we got to get a little more specific here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and you, you've had enough that that people shock you with that. They're just kind of like, I just want to retire comfortably. Absolutely. And the other big thing about over time, again, is the relationships we built. Um, you know, again, that's our goal is to build long-term relationships with our clients. But one of the biggest things I think or compliments that we've had is, um, you know, the clients come in and they say, you really have my back. And that's that's key. Yeah, that's good. So for any financial planners or, you know, that are, that are really, you know, that are listening, what advice would you give them at all? If you don't mind me, you know, giving you some tips to the, the comp, I don't, I don't want to say competition, just your, your fellow, your entrepreneurs, uh, you know, running their own business as a financial consultant. Yeah. Just get out of business. Cause you can't compete with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, no, um, just really take the time to know your client and again, be goal oriented. Um, it's not about whether you made 9% or 7%. It's about knowing exactly what you need to get and getting it with the least amount of risk and you know, always always plan around a goal. Basically, just do the right thing. Um, you know, this industry is, there's a lot of bad in this industry. And you, to stand out above that, just do the right thing. It, it's not that hard. Um, and just make sure you're helping your clients. That's good because so many times I, I hear it, the, the little things that we don't think people notice, they notice. And they can, and uh, actually that being said, what is like a, a, a stigma or, a, you know, so sometimes there's bad things said about, you know, your particular field, right? What is something that you're like, I just want to clear the air on? Well, no, uh, you know, rightly so. There's, there's you know, some bad things that go on. Um, one of the main ones that we see are, you know, some advisors, they sell the same thing to everybody. They have a, their one product, they have one story, they have one application to fill out. And, and whether you're 20 or 80, aggressive or conservative, you're getting the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what you got to look out for. Yeah, that's actually really good. And that actually leads me to this next question. What should people be looking for in a financial planner? It shouldn't be complicated. They should understand the plan completely. Um, somebody using big, complicated words and telling you, you know, that you wouldn't understand is the you know run away from that. Your plan should be crystal clear and easy to understand and, and decisive. It's not a complicated thing, and you know I think you might not really understand when something's wrong, but you definitely know when it's right. Yeah, when we sit down with a client, um, we kind of go through a process: is is there a fit? And what we're looking at is advisors. You know, we look at assets, we look at what they're trying to accomplish, and if we feel we can bring value. Uh, and the last big thing is trust. And what the client should look at is our chemistry. You want to make sure that you're having a good time and like each other. You want to make sure that you're philosophically aligned. Investing means different things to different people. So making sure you're on the same page there. And then based on what they're trying to accomplish, do they think we can bring value? Mm. And the last thing is trust. Yeah, that, that's good. And so 
Do you guys do financial planning, asset management? Do you guys do anything else uh, besides the two things I just mentioned? Actually, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that really do separate us from our competition, like I said before, most of our competition just kind of focus on one thing and mostly investments. Um, we've actually help with everything from philanthropy to charitable giving to endowments and foundations to key man uh, business succession planning by sell agreements to estate planning to college planning to gifting. <laughs> um, you know, the investment part, believe it or not, isn't that difficult. We, we have that down. It's, it's how you title your assets. It's important. It's making sure you have a continuation plan, multi-generational estate planning. That's where I think uh, most of our competition is missing the boat. Yeah, we've really identified 13 wealth issues, and Joe just mentioned probably six or eight of those. But um, again, there's, the investments is an important part of what we do, but it's a very small part of what we do. You know, it's, it's, it's looking at the things that are important to you and making sure that we have a plan and that there's protection in place for that plan. That's good. And so when should, you might be like, you know, now, I mean, the answer might be obvious, but I want to ask it anyways. When should people start thinking as an entrepreneur to start look, you know, getting a financial consultant? Let's say they're like, Dave, I just started my business yesterday. In fact, I'm negative dollars in my business right now. When is like, should they should they start right away even though they're in that boat? Or do you think they should start like, you know, when they meet, meet X amount of dollars? You should always have a plan, day one. Um, that's probably the most important thing that they're missing is having a long-term plan. Even before you make your first dollar, um, knowing what you're going to do with your first dollar, knowing what you need for insurance, knowing what you need for risk management, for employees, benefits. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things we help our business owners with is debt and credit management. You know, we, we actually had a client, I can't get specific, but, you know, they had a revolving line of credit with their vendor at 18%. And we're talking, you know, seven eight $800,000. They were paying seven or $8,000 a month of interest. We introduced them to a banker. They got them a 3% line of credit. I mean, they literally saved five to $6,000 a month of interest just from us helping them with their debt and credit management. Yeah, that's good. And did you want anything at all? Well, that team approach that Joe's talking about, um, it's just not your financial planner, it's your accountant, it's your attorney, making sure all those people are on the same page. And we kind of coordinate that and are the quarterbacks, if you want to call it, or the financial or chief financial officer for our clients. Um, when it gets into... You know, we, th that's one thing that we've built, too, is a, a great network of people, trusted advisors and people that we can trust, whether they're buying a new home, whether they're buying a car. Um, those are all financial decisions, and, and that's key with having an advisor that helps you through all those things. Mm. So just to clarify, because I like clarifying or simplifying, if you will. So before they even even open their doors or maybe before they, like you said, earning their first dollar, you're thinking they should have a financial planner right off the bat. At least somebody to bounce ideas off of. And like Rob said, it was perfect. Um, somebody needs to work with the accountant, with the attorneys, make sure the business is set up correctly. And if you do have employees off the bat, you know, a lot of times they don't know how to have benefits and health insurance and 401k plans. Um, even if it's a new business, you have to retain good quality employees. You have to attract good quality employees. You have to have benefits in place. And even if it's just knowing what you're going to do next year, you know, if you plan to, if you fail to plan, you have a plan that fails. That being said. Uh, what is a big problem or a even a little problem that creates bigger problems later? 
What is a problem that you notice entrepreneurs just make mistakes? Because you guys obviously work with so many business owners and different types of clientele uh, here in Western New York. What is a problem or even a small problem that creates big problems later that you're like, I wish they would nip this earlier? It does come back to failing to plan. And another thing is business succession planning. You know, they built these businesses up. They devote their lives to them. They don't really focus on anything else. And then when it's time to either pass it on to their children, their employees, or sell outright, there's no plan in place. And um, so, again, you have to – business owners are so focused on their business and nothing else, that's where they're making their biggest mistakes. And they have to – they have to learn to cut it when it's not working, and they have to learn to balance and, and have other plans in place and diversification. Okay. By the way, guys, um, just in case someone really this really connects with this message, like, hey, I, I think I vibe with these guys. Uh, I have a question, or maybe they even want to contact you for, for business. Uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? Yeah, we're, uh, you can give us a call. It's 716-406-2250. Um, we, again, are very, very selective on who we take on as a client, but we are here as a resource for you. There's never a cost to come in and talk, um, see if there's a fit. And um, you could always stop by, too, 5895 Goodrich Road, Clarence Center, New York. Um, family-oriented office. Love to have you. Yeah, awesome. Hey, guys, again, thank you so much. I know you guys are, are extremely busy. Uh, you have a lot going on in your business, so uh, in a good way. So, uh, again, thank you just so much for being a part of this. All right, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.